You must marry me, Lady Shona. You must. James's amber eyes were intense, his expression sincere as he gripped his love's hand firmly between his own and gazed up at her from the time-honored position of one knee. Say you will. You know I cannot. Shona glanced nervously about at the audience that surrounded them. She would give much to spare James this scene. For some day his pride would prick him for such a public display. Tongues would surely wag. Variations of this moment would be told and retold beside a thousand cook fires, but the unforgettable fact would remain. King James V, sovereign ruler of Scotland, had begged on bended knee for a simple Highland lass to marry him. The very thought made Shona want nothing more than to forgo this entire spectacle. But she knew she must not, for her plans would be greatly weakened without such a dramatic public parting. You know I canna marry you, Shona murmured. Lord Tremaine would never allow it. He was piqued enough when we sneaked out of Edinburgh Castle for not but a few hours last Midsummer's Eve and it did not help matters when you injured your arm. T'was not but a bruise, and not your fault. She gave him a smile, both for his quick defense and for the memory of how he dressed as a peasant and she dressed as a lad. James had walked right past Tremaine's oversized nose without his noticing, but there had been consequences. Indeed, Tremaine had raved about her propensity for putting dangerous notions into the king's head. He'd even gone so far as to accuse her of plotting against the throne for her own devious reasons. How much more would he do if he knew her present plans? She dared not think about it. You know I would do anything for you, James, but had it not been for your other advisers, My head might have already been forfeited just for my ungodly influence on you. What would Tremaine do if he thought you wished to marry me? She grinned. Some say I have been less than respectful of your lordly title. Some wart-faced old men who have disliked you from the first, James said. Be that as it may, I dare not cross Tremaine again, or James wrenched to his feet his brow wrinkled in agitation, his mouth taking on that surly tilt it did when he pouted. Tremaine does not rule my life. You can marry me. Indeed, I insist that you do. Insist? She smiled at him. In truth, she was more comfortable with an insistent James than a melancholy one. Even though you know it is not in Scotland's best interest, He scowled as if considering her words. I think not, your majesty, for ye are good and wise, and ye will wed with a thought for Scotland's future. Never could Scotland do better than to have you for its queen, he vowed earnestly. Me? She laughed and slipped her hand from his. A humble maid from the north. Not for ye, your majesty. Someday, ye will marry a rich king's elegant daughter, 
and the Union will greatly aid our cause. I do not want someone's elegant daughter. I want you. His voice was growing louder. Shona stood. Your Majesty, your new servant's watch, she reminded him. Not to mention Hawk. She glanced at her uncle, the mountainous warrior who, after the last attempt on the king's life, had been chosen as the monarch's personal bodyguard. The Hawk watches. You would not wish for him to think you are acting like a child.